Hey everyone, Don here. Welcome to Friday Night Stripes. Tonight I've got Tim Kiefer from MIBT Online with us again. Um, welcome back, Tim. Glad to have you back. No problem, Don. I appreciate you uh, having me on once again on your uh, podcast. And what, you've been uh, going strong for what, a, a year and a half now? I think it's over two years. Over two years. And, wow. And yeah, and off and on. And I think we're I think we're about at episode sixty. I think this is episode sixty right here. Well, so. congratulations on, uh, uh, on, on doing that. I know it's a lot of work to put these together and uh, the amount of commitment that it's required and just talking to people and getting people on the line and, and sticking with it. I, I give you a lot of credit for that because there's a lot of people who start and stop. So congratulations on that. Well, well, thank you, and and I, I enjoy doing it, and the editing is is easy, and and the actual recording and talking to people is easy. The hardest part of all this is lining up the people to talk to. Yeah, sometimes uh, at the end of the like day, hearing, that is the they don't like part. hearing themselves on the radio or on podcast. Or they uh, they freeze up and or whatever. You're right. You know, there's a lot of people who just uh, would rather you know you talk to them in a open setting, and they're great. You get you put a microphone in front of them or a camera, and then they you know, it's, they, it's like they never spoke a word in their life. It's pretty crazy. Sure. 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 So, um, but the good news is I've, I've, I lined up a great bunch of people here at the beginning of the season. So a few weeks ahead here on, on the number of recordings we got, and I've got some ideas coming up. So right now I think I'm lined up to get through April and, and then I got to figure out how to get through the summer and, oh, there and you go. talk to over the summer. So it'll work out. That's, that's not an issue at all. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, MIBT online again. We, we, we've talked about it with you before. Um, but, uh, I was, I was a member this past year and just, just renewed for the upcoming year. Um, it, it's absolutely a great resource. Um, once, a once a month, uh, in the off season and once a week during the regular season, it, it's a good way to get some timely video review and some timely rules discussion. Um, so how did the year go for, for MIBT online and, 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 what do you see as far as what's going to come up in the upcoming season? Well, Don, I appreciate it. First, uh, thanks for having me, like I said, back again. And, and it's great to talk about this. And thank you for being a member. I appreciate that. Everybody who's listening who happens to be a member really appreciate it because it's it's a great learning tool platform, like like you mentioned. But to answer your question, we had a great year. We Last season, or I should say, so I guess it would have been the 2018 season, which was our first year really kind of going active with this. We had about 60 members across the country, mainly in Illinois, but um, we had about 60 members. Uh, at the end of this past season, we were up to 170 members. So we almost wow. tripled our membership across the country, still kind of concentrating on Illinois, a lot, of, a lot of officials from Illinois. We became a recognized association with the Illinois High School Association, which is oh, pretty, nice. pretty, we're the first ever hundred percent streaming online recognized officiating association in the country. Wow. And so we're trying to expand, we're trying to get recognized or, or however you want to, however other States do it, a certified association. We're starting to branch out and talk to other state associations to see, you know, you know, or governing bodies or whatever, just see if we can now become a, uh, an actual officiating training association in different states across the country. And we've got members, you know, like I said, Illinois, we got about 80 members, but we got, we got members from Florida where, where you're down, where you're at. 
We got about eight, nine members from Alabama, about three or four from Pennsylvania, all the way up to North Dakota, out to California, and in, and up through Connecticut. So everywhere in between and across the entire country, we have we have members, and we had a we had a great year. And I think we're we're looking to uh, going into 2020, build off of that 2019 season. And I think I really do think people are starting to understand what what we're trying to do and actually start to trust us because Mm -hmm. this is a new medium. You know, people are, you know, officials are unfortunately, and we've talked about this before and many, many people are talking about, obviously we're, we're running out of officials, officials. There's just the younger group are not getting involved for whatever reason. And there's the crisis and you hear uh, the staffing crisis for officiating almost weekly, but ultimately the mean age of, an, of, of of officials across the country is like in the mid to late 40s. And sure. so it's an older group. So it's to bring them into technology like what we're doing is, is kind of hard. They they sometimes don't trust it. They're used to going to a meeting. They're used to going to an association meeting at a school, a library, or you know wherever it might be, and to say, okay, no, this is what you can do from your own home. You can just, you can turn on your computer and you're going to get the same type of training that you would if you were go if you were going to an association, but now you're going to get it from the comfort of your own home. And the other thing is, is that if by some chance you cannot make it for whatever reason, you've got work, family obligations, you name it, it's available on demand. It is Netflix for officiating, and nobody's ever done anything like it before. And I know there's a lot of stuff on YouTube, and there's a lot of other things that you can get officiating training resources from. But you know they're not they're 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 all good. Any type of training you can get is good. We can talk a little bit more about that later about you know sure. some, of, some of the stuff that's available. But this is live interactive um, type of, of training where if you are there live, you can chat, you can ask questions, you can text me. And instantaneously, I get those texts, I get those questions, and I can answer them or have the panel answer them or the speaker, whoever, in real time. And right. And that's a big deal because that's one of the things, if you go to a meeting and you're sitting in a classroom or a library or something, you can raise your hand, you can ask a question. And if you get a, just a training video, you don't have that opportunity unless you email a guy or something like that. And you might get a response weeks later, you get this instant, you know, this question answered instantly or, or pretty close to it within the realms of the presentation. And sure. it's a great way. I think, I think it's uh, to learn. It's the wave of the future. I mean, I just believe that that's, this is the, the route we're going and I, I'm looking, we're looking to build off of a 20 or, or in a 2020 off of 2019. In fact, we even added this past season, we had an insurance option where we we're able to offer some liability insurance for not only football, but for whatever sport you work. And that's the other thing is that this is going to expand right now. It's just football. And I realize this is Friday night stripes for a reason, because we're talking football officiating, but this medium, this this MIBT online is going to it's in the process of expanding to other sports, including basketball, uh, wrestling is interested. There's lacrosse. I've, I've talked to some lacrosse people and, mm-hmm. and so on. So you're going to see this start to expand and it's going to be a great resource for anybody who officiates in any any sport eventually at some point. Yeah, and and it absolutely was a great resource, and and a lot of the things you had, uh, as we talked about every week during the season, uh, the format was was generally a little bit of discussion, a little bit of catch up on the week, and then two or three plays to review, um, to to uh, with the panel there, and and taking questions from 
from the audience on on those plays. Um, I know I I sent in one particular play that that I had in a game that I thought was a really good one, um, a, a bit of a controversial um, non call on a pass interference. So it it it, it was a it, it was great to 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 know that. I had a game, there was a call, there was a call, a situation in my game. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get that game film. I'm going to send it on into MIBT online and maybe they'll choose it. And and I'll get to hear more opinions outside my association on, on what everybody's thinking on it was. And so that, that that was the great part about the in season stuff. And then I know you also in, in the off season, right before the season started, you had a, an actual clinic that was actually, uh, for certification in Illinois, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So we've done this the last two years, and we're planning on doing it again. So Illinois requires you know, officials to attend a, a – we have two levels. We have a level one clinic, a level two. They're four hours depending on – each of them are four hours depending on what uh, the type of officiating training. If it's basic level, they, they call it a level one. If it's anything above that, they call it a level two. And you're required to have four hours of, of, of training for that to get credit for a clinic and if just to keep your license you need to do it once every three years but for playoff consideration it gives you a better playoff uh, power rating is what they call it sure. in illinois if you attend one of these clinics every year so it's beneficial to officials who are trying to advance in the playoff system a system to attend a clinic and so we and i've run clinics before i'm a certified clinician in, in illinois and one of the guys who works with us a, a lot robert yabar is also a certified clinician and we have run clinics before and we just decided to do this. And we were, once again, you know, a lot of firsts here. We're the first ever to do anything like this in, across the country. And we've, we're coming on our third year, which is crazy, of doing this online four-hour clinic. And that is correct. If you're an Illinois official, you will get credit for attending your, your clinic for that year by just watching us online. And we do get a lot of, of officials in Illinois who may not sign up for the association, but do want to get that clinic credit. And like I was mentioning earlier, I'm trying to get this so other states would be uh, involved, maybe, or interested sure. in doing something like that. And there is some interest across the, the country. You know, once again, this is one of those old, you know, school habits of trying to break through the, you know, is this going to be legit? You know, you always run into questions about how can we, you know, there's some quality assurance issues that everybody asks for. And we do say we sure. have to, we have to, you know, you think as officials, we're, we're men of integrity that ultimately, you know, if we're going to show up to a rules meeting or a clinic, we're going to do it. But unfortunately, sometimes we just check the box. And I think that's just human nature, good, bad, or indifferent. So mm-hmm. because of that, there's, there's a lot of checks and balances that I know the uh, Illinois High School Association has put on me to ensure that the officials are getting the training, that they're not just signing up, paying their fee, and then they get their credit. They're actually going through the training. And, and, and I, there were certain ways I had to do it. And, you know, like a lot of people were actually some people, I get criticism for sometimes the way we do it because they think, well, why don't you just put something on your, your TV or on your screen that I can just click to say that I'm here or something like that. And I'm like, no, I need, I need to know you're there, not at random times. You know, it's like, I can't just say at the top of the hour, I need everybody to click. No, somewhere in the middle, I got to say, are you here? You know, and, and I came up with a way last year of having this text bank where I would sometime just at a random point, I would ask a question. 
All right, everybody answer this question. Is it, you know, what, do you think this is a hold? Uh, I need everybody to, re- to check in. I need to get an answer from everybody. And that was kind of, I know people were actually watching. And we, and we did take breaks. So it's like we, sure. went, we went for about 50 minutes to an hour and then we take a 10 minute break. And so we just, you know, put on the, uh, the, uh, the, the Jeopardy music or and say, everybody, we'll be back, you know, return, you know, uh, return shortly or something on the screen just so everybody didn't miss anything. And, and yeah, that's something that we were able to do. And like I said, it'd be great if we could get other States on board and uh, like how, I mean, think about it down in Florida, if you could watch the uh, MIBT online clinic and get credit for going to a, a clinic in Florida without actually even, you know, leaving your house, that'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't it? Yeah, and and I I don't know I don't know the state association well enough to know how how much they value the the field part of the of the clinics that that they ask for. Um, but other than that, I know that they've they've tried a couple different ways to push the clinics out to the various associations um, and uh, across the state. Because at the end of the day, Florida is a, a fairly large state. Um, with with different population centers, so it's hard to get everybody in one place. Um, so they've tried to push that away to the associations to try and make it easier, make it more local. But I, I absolutely think it would be a great thing um, for at least rules knowledge and 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 situational awareness to to have that online option. Well, yeah, and, and getting on the field and and that can always be difficult with football. See, I, I know in basketball in Illinois to have a level two clinic you are required to go and do on-court officiating evaluation. But that's easy. you got summer leagues and whatnot. With football, it's just a little bit more difficult because you don't have the opportunity. I mean, seven-on-seven passing leagues are becoming more popular, but that's not true officiating in regards to what we're doing when we get out there in, um, you know, on Friday nights in fall, you know, we're, we're looking at a hybrid of what is actually going on. I mean, I, there is some benefit to the, to it. Don't get me wrong. I've run clinics with seven on seven tournaments before, and you can get some benefit on it, especially with the passing game being so prominent in all of, of football across the nation. Now, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was like 70, 30 run, pass now i think it's 80 20 pass run and and with the rpo run pass options and the, the the high percentage swing passes trying to get people out in the open you know that's kind of the new trend in, in offense when it, even at the high school level so there right. is some advantage or some something to be gained to do a seven on seven type of a clinic but you're right it's very difficult to get out on the field from a football standpoint and do an actual clinic right right absolutely yeah and and um, you were talking about doing other sports and, and it's actually very interesting in that. Um, so I, I do three sports. I do, I do football, I do soccer and I do girls lacrosse, um, and football of the three football is the one that doesn't have a national or an international association, um, that runs their own webinars and things like that. Like soccer has FIFA. FIFA has their own referee program. And as long as you go through that, you you can pretty much get what you need as far as what you need for high school. Yeah, there are some rules differences, but that's covered on the, the rules tests and so on and so forth. Um, Girls Lacrosse has U.S. Lacrosse. Um, and they've got webinars and all that that as well that that helps. But those those webinars are once a month and and they're not very, it, there's not a lot of it. If I, it, there is a lot vast volume of stuff on us lacrosse for officials, as far as um, training videos and, and webinars and quizzes and all that. 
Um, and, and football doesn't have that quite that the, the it's, it's beyond the NFHS, right? It's something even, even broader than that. No, that, that's correct. Football doesn't really, I mean, you're right. The Federation does them all, but, but not really. And ultimately there is no, I mean, USA football tried, there was USA football out there and they're still there, but they try to do an officiating branch of USA football. In fact, Bill Lamontier was heading up the, the uh, officiating branch for USA football. And it just kind of sputtered out because they didn't really market it correctly and they didn't really approach it the right way. So, sure. so they ended up not, they actually ended up like kind of shutting down their officiating uh, department for USA football. Um, so you're right. There really isn't anything out there from an officiating standpoint for football, but there's this new thing out there called MMBtownline.com that might uh, <laughs> be taking, you know, taking those reins and running with it or whatever, because, sure. because we are, I mean, I've, I have conversations, you know, I, I've started to develop relationships and I know you have too with the, with the podcast of people across the country, but like, I've talked to people like the head rules interpreter in California, him and I have had a meeting, the head rules interpreter in Oregon, him and I talk all the time. You know, the head, one of the head rules guys in Arizona who I had a meeting with last year and we talk from time to time and, you know, and so on. And, and trying to develop those relationships, you know, in regards to saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. And there's some benefit to this, you know, training is training. And one of the things about training is that how much do you want to get and how much do you want to pay for? And, and, you know, officials, somebody once told me that officials have very deep pockets, but very short hands. So they can't go in there and, 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 and get the money out of their, out of their pockets. And, and I understand that because think about this, think about what, how much you make from the high school and, you know, college guys who are working D one, they can pay for the, like the CFO and they get the college sure. guys have so much stuff that there's too much of, of training and, of, and video and stuff available. So yeah, they make those, the cash, they can pay for that, whatever, but you get to the high school level. And, and I know like in, in Illinois, you know, we're, we're making $77 a game, you know, the travel and stuff. And I know down in Florida, there was a big thing about the, there was going to be a strike for right. uh, officials down there. There's some talk because they weren't making enough money. And, and so Ultimately, high school officials don't make as much, you know, that much money. And to now pay for another training to pay for this, you know, I'm already paying my state association in Illinois last year. They they uh, increased our dues from fifty dollars to seventy dollars, so we had a twenty dollar increase. And then they increased an additional sport for I think an additional fifteen dollars. So it's like they everybody's like, you know, everybody wants money from from us as officials. And now I'm going to pay like to do the MIBT online thing and, or right. whatever it might be. I'm going to now pay for that. Cause that's just another game fee or another part of the game fee. So I understand that there's a, if there's free, free stuff available, or you're only going to do the minimum because of what is required and what you make fine. But I, I really believe that our mission statement at MIBTonline.com is to improve the game through the official. And the thing is, is we've got some, I'll be honest with you, Don, there are some horrendous officiating out there at the high school level. Horrendous. We've yeah. seen some stuff that we just, we, we scratch our heads and go, how is this possible? Give you an example. I got a place sent in to me a couple of weeks ago, uh, but uh, now, you know, <laughs> you can get confused out there and I understand, but it was a field goal, a field goal attempt from the 25 yard line and the ball is kicked and it's, and the defense receiving team catches the ball halfway into the end zone. And this is a seven person 
a, a crew of seven. There's seven officials mm. out there. This guy mm-hmm. catches this field goal attempt in the end zone and runs it out for a 65-yard return. And I am screaming at the screen, no, 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 touchback, right. touchback, touchback, touchback. Please, somebody do something. Go to the next play, and the ball is being put in at, at, at the 35-yard line going in. They did not, you know, they gave that return. And that's seven sure. officials. And it's like you see that type of stuff, and you go, how does that happen? And it happens because people aren't either it's complacency or they're not getting the training. They're, you know, one of the things that we that we do is we present those situations to our members and people. And we do a lot of free training too. We got to play the week and everything like that. We present those training situations. So that way, and Robert Yabara talks about this all the time. I'm, I'm making the mistake on Wednesday night and not on Friday night. And, right. and that's where we walk through a lot of those situations for a mental, uh, the mental process of it. So when it happens to you, You've already gone through the mental process and you're able to walk through it. In fact, I had a guy from Pennsylvania who emailed me and said, um, you know, one of our members and said that he's now become in his district. They're making him the referee because he knows all the rules and he knows all the rules because he watches us. And and he has been able to save the game, uh, save crews on certain games because he said, no, 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 this is the way this is the proper enforcement because of stuff that he's learned on MIBT online. And now they're making right. them a referee. So there you go. I mean, that's what that's what we're trying to do. And and I think it's worth I mean, it's 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 very important to me to keep the price low. Thirty nine dollars. You know, I've been told people have told me you can charge more. You should charge more for what you do. And no, I want this to be affordable for an official and I want it to be value. I want somebody to think that they get a good value for what we provide and 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 pass it on and say, yeah, this is something that's good, and this is something that's going to make you better, and it doesn't really cost that much. Right, right. And what you provide is is you provide that thing that that is difficult sometimes for officials to get, and that's that video review. So even if they can't get their own game film during the season, they can they can come on for for an hour, hour and a half, however long the meeting runs, look at two or three plays, and like you, like the example you just gave, that's not something you're going to see every week. It's something you're going to see maybe once a season and probably less than that. And that's where the misapplication of the rules comes in when it's those one-offs that we only see once every couple seasons. And it's, it's a case of being comfortable enough in your knowledge to, to, to go to the crew and say, okay, yes, no, I didn't blow my whistle during that, but shouldn't we have had a touchback there? And, and having that confidence to come together and say, we got this wrong, let's fix it now, as opposed to leaving it wrong. And that's something that I think I made a major change in this season was being willing to step up and say, this is the rule as far as I remember it. And this is how it's applied for this situation. Shouldn't we change what we're doing? Um, I was wrong once and I'm okay with that because the, the others were able to talk me out of that. But the other times I was able to make a change to where we got the ruling correct on the field. And it's a matter of seeing all those situations and being confident enough to to go ahead and put yourself out there in front of four, uh, minimally four other people who should know the rules as well as you do and, and take the chance that you're wrong. 
that you've mis misremembered the the application there. So it, it's a matter of seeing all that stuff and, and having the confidence to speak up. Well, and I, that is absolutely true. And it's also like what you're saying, like you said, you were wrong. It's also being able to recognize that we are going to make mistakes. And we, I, I showed, I had a, a we had a, a, one of our meetings this past uh, near the end of the season where I just threw myself under the bus. I brought in all my mistakes because I just had a bad week, had a bad couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is what I, you know, I'm not, I'm up here preaching, but I, I'm not a preacher. I'm, I'm trying to be a co-learner with everybody out there because I make mistakes just like anybody else. And I, I wanted to learn from those mistakes and, and, you know, I'm not going to make those same mistakes. And I'm sure the, the rule issue that you just talked about, you're probably not going to make that mistake again. And, you know, there's one of those, there's one of those things sayings that, you know, you fool me once, shame on me, fool me once, shame on you, whatever, you know, George Bush screwed that up a couple years ago. But um, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, fine. I screwed up once. I can't screw that up again because yeah. ultimately I need to learn from that mistake. And I'm glad that, that you were able, you're able to do that. And I was talking with the guy, the guy in California, the head rules guy in California. And he was saying that that is what makes, takes an official to the next level is when they can look at a film clip and, and not, get defensive and say, yeah, maybe I did screw that up or look at it a different way and say, yeah, maybe, maybe I, I, I could have ruled differently on that. And maybe I will rule differently on it next time. And you mentioned about us sending a clip in from, from your game. And that was great. I appreciate it. In fact, I love people who send clips in because it gives us something to discuss and not that I can, I can come up with as many clips as I can find, but it's great to get that input, that, that, instant you know feedback on a clip that somebody have that had happened to them and you're right you see those things that you don't always see in fact we got this um bill amanye's uh, best practices uh, video is going to be coming out here uh, actually sooner than than it normally has in years past i've been really working hard on it but uh we have a play in that this year that i have never seen before and i've been mm. waiting to see and it's crazy it's a kickoff play and the team is running up to kick off, you know, kick it off, and the ball falls off the tee as they're running up, bounces, and the guy kicks it for about a fifty-yard kick, and they let it go. And yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute!" I go, "I've never seen that. I've heard about it, but I've never seen that." And that's something that maybe a lot of people didn't see, and probably a lot of people don't know that that's a dead ball. You can't kick that ball once it falls off the tee. And if if you didn't see it, if you don't know that. You're, you're just going to let it go because you're like, I don't know. You're going to look at your butt. I don't know. It looked like a good kick to me. Nobody was offside. Nobody encroached. So let's let it go. But technically, right. it's a, you, you know, if you look at the kickoff rules, that ball, it has to be on the tee. It can be on the ground, but it can't be, it can't be on the ground next to the tee. Like it's just, it, 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 you can't, that should just have been killed. It should have been killed and, and given the opportunity to kick, kick the ball over again. But, uh, but it's, I've never seen it. And now I got to see it because of, of some of the film that we review. And, and it's, it's learning from that process, like you were mentioning, and, and the, not only the mistakes we made, but maybe some of the mistakes other people have made. Right. So let's, let's talk real quick about the, the Bill Amanier video series, series, because it, you've been doing that a while, correct? Yes. Uh, Bill and I, uh, Bill started about eight, nine years ago. Bill and I have been doing it specifically for about six, uh, him and I, and uh, it's, it's been more of a, just kind of a partnership of him and I, of what, what we do, we get on the video and we really try to, to teach and, and try to get people thinking about 
football. And uh, we used to, it used to be a, uh, the title of it was crew of five. And then we changed it because everybody was using five. Now we're, we're noticing a lot of high schools are going to more than five officials. In fact, uh, I know in Alabama, they use seven in some games up in Michigan. They use seven. Are you, do you guys use seven in, in Florida? We use seven for the playoffs. Uh, our association does. We don't really do it before then. Um, I just had somebody on where they use six. Right. Six. And, and yeah. that, that was, that was really interesting because I hadn't ever talked to a deep wing before. So <laughs> it, it, it was really interesting that they use six throughout the whole season. So we, we changed the name to Bill Monty's best practices of, of football officiating. And uh, basically we used to put a year on it. Now we're just calling it the theme of the year. So this year's theme is the gray area. So a lot of, uh, you know, last year, our theme was back to basics. Now this year, it's going to be the gray area and areas of officiating that are gray. You know, we want everything to be black and white. We want yes or no. Sometimes in this, in this avocation, as you know, it's not yes or no, it's a maybe and how you rule on those maybes. And are we all ruling the maybes the same way? And I think it's a great, great video this year. Uh, what what we're doing with this gray area, it's going to get people thinking. You know, it's there's a there's a series, and I don't know if it's going to make the video or not, the final cut. But there's a series where Bill and I are actually arguing with one another because we disagree on how something should be called, and it's actually kind of it's kind of entertaining a little bit. But uh, <laughs> um, because it's that it's that gray area. He thinks it's this way. I think it's that way. Is he right or I'm right? I don't know. It's like one of those areas where there's a lot of that in football officiating specifically more so than I think in any sport, because it just, there's a lot of, well, it could be, or it might be, or in this situation it is, but in this situation it isn't think about that in other sports. It doesn't really happen that way. So, so I think it's going to be a, a great video this year. I mean, there, there, it's a different format to the way we're, we, we kind of show the plays first and then go back and talk about them. So give everybody an opportunity to see the plays and make their own decisions. And then we'll come back and talk about them, which, you know, in a typical training video, you'll, you'll kind of talk over the video as it's being shown or, or you, you, you do that type of thing. You just don't show the video and just say, this is what we're looking at. Now we're going to talk about it. And uh, so it's a little different format. We're, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing how it, uh, how it goes uh, this year once, once we get it out. Sure. That, that sounds like an excellent topic because that's, it's absolutely true that, that there's, there's a lot of black and white in the rule book, but at the end of the day, that's not the way the game ends up. Um, there are plenty of things where, um, we, we have a person who teaches our, our new officials. And one of his favorite sayings is there are absolutes and there are, there are those, items that it's more of a philosophy. I can't tell you what a hold is. I can't tell you what a pass interference is. I can, I give you the structure to where you can come up with what you think it is and how, how, how we try to apply it as association, but they're not absolutes. So, um, absolutely something that I think will be a, an excellent topic. Well, and one of the nice things is, is that if you're a member of MIBTonline.com, you actually get that video as part of your membership. You get a streaming version of it, so you can log into your account and you can just watch it. So that's one of the nice things that one ad- advantage of being a member of our association. You know, we normally retail the video. You can get flash drives now for $20 because, you know, DVDs are going away. You can still get a DVD for like 17 bucks or whatever it is. And then, uh, you can also, uh, 
buy an online version a streaming version for i think like $19 or maybe a little bit less maybe it's like 13 but uh sure so if you're going to spend the money anyways to to get the video which we do have a lot of people who who do like the video then just join the association you get it you get it as part of that and uh and that's one of those nice benefits that we like to offer as a as a member of MIBT online but uh if you don't want to join the association you definitely should check out the video in fact we've we've partnered with referee NASO for the last oh, six seven years to to market this video and they they put it in their catalog as one of their their training um one of the training pieces and it's kind of a training partnership or educational partnership that we have with them and we're we might be expanding that here uh soon we'll have to see but uh ultimately they're going to offer it as part of their app this year that's going to be kind of from what i've been told so it's i mean we'll see if they actually are able to implement it which i think they will it's going to be in their app um and you're going to be able to just go through the plays and through their app. And so we're looking at different ways to deliver this product because uh, ultimately with the changing technology environment, we need to stay uh, ahead of the curve. Right. Right. So um, we've talked about one interesting play that, that, that you saw this season. Um, wanted, to, wanted to see if you had any others that, that are good teaching plays that whether, whether you had them in personally or whether you saw them come through um as one of the plays of the week or one of the plays to discuss on MIBT online? Oh, I had a play personally that, that happened to me that is one of those that, that you just, you, you want to learn from and And I'll to set the, to set the stage. Uh, it was a, uh, you know, varsity high school football game. And we had one of our, our guys could make it. So we had, we had five of us, but one of the five couldn't make it. They had a, mm. an emergency or whatever. So we ended up taking one of, in Illinois, how they do it, they, they'll play a sophomore or JV game before the varsity game. They do, they play two games on Friday night. It's just, I don't agree with it. I wish we would do it differently <laughs> here, but that's the way they've done it here for years. And, and we're trying to get them to change it for the officiating standpoint of because of the shortage of officials. And some, some schools are actually, but right. This school did not. We we had the we had the sophomore game in front of us, so we had to grab one of the sophomore officials to work with us on the varsity game. So decent young, good official, you know, up and comer. And I was working the line of scrimmage, and he was working the other side of the line of scrimmage. And um, we were working a team that in the Chicago area, the coach is known to be very very difficult on officials, but him and I get along great. I've known the guy for 15 years. I, when I was a young official, he was a young, a coach, young coach. I had him in a state championship game. I mean, him and I get along actually pretty well. And, and, uh, so I just like, I'll take his sideline the whole game. No big deal. And we had a play in the second half of that game where the quarterback drops back and throws the ball in my direction. And my initial thought from being on the line of scrimmage, it looked like a forward pass. So then the, it goes to the running back who then turns and throws a second pass. Cause mm-hmm. my thought was if he drops it, if this is incomplete and then I'm like, wait a minute, that looks forward. Now the back throws it for a, you know, 30 yard completion and then another 30 yard run for a touchdown. And as I'm running down the field, I'm like, that looked forward, that looked forward. I think that was a forward pass, but I did not, I did not throw a flag because I wasn't hundred percent sure. And in the previous year, previous season i was working a college game a division one college game and the same play happened and except it was an incomplete pass and i ruled it incomplete and my fellow official on the other side was punching it back and Mm -hmm. it was like one of those going "Uh uh-oh so 
then we looked at it on film and I was a hundred percent sure that that was a forward pass. And I said, yeah, I know you're punching it back. I'll take it. I'll eat it. But I know it was a forward pass. Well, I looked on the film. It wasn't a forward pass. So then I evaluated, why did I get that wrong? And it was about angles and it's about where you're at. So going back to this play from the high school game, I'm like, maybe it wasn't a forward pass because of what happened to me the last time. So I'm not going to do anything until I talk to my fellow official. So the play goes touchdown and I tweet it. I tweet it like I have a flag and I run across the field tweeting there and like just stopping everything. Chains don't move, nothing. And I run all the way across the field and I go to go to my because uh, we didn't have radios on, on this game for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I go and I go up to the to the other official and I said, that pass, that first pass, was it forward or backwards? And he goes, it was forward. I go, are you sure it was forward? I mean, you're absolutely sure. And the referee is there with us. And, and he goes, are you sure it was forward? I go, yeah, I'm positive it was forward. So we looked at him and he go, well, if it's forward, you got to throw a flag because we have two forward passes. So then he looks at the guy looks at me and he says, you want me to throw my flag? I go, yeah, if you know that first pass was forward, throw your flag. So he throws his flag. Now I got to go explain it to this coach. And of course it was forget it. You know, I was like, we're the worst thing since, you know, I don't know, since the Nazis, you know, or something like, I mean, it was just, it was so bad. And, and, and the team ended up winning the game easily. It wasn't a factor in the game, but, and of course now a days they've got the film, they've got the film right on the, you know, the, they get the clip right there. And they're not allowed to show it to us. They get 15 yards if they do, but they know. And the coach who, like I said, I know real well, about four plays later, he's still really mad, comes up behind me and he goes, gets right in my ear. And he goes, Tim, I'm only going to tell you this once. You missed that call. And then he walked away. So, Mm. and he was true. He didn't say anything about the rest of the game. And I was like, oh crap. Well, you get the film and uh, it's borderline. I mean, it's a sideways pass. Sure. You can't really tell if it's 100% forward. You can't really tell if it's 100% backwards. It's right. It's basically a sideways pass. So mm-hmm. we should have just let it go. I mean, ultimately, we should have let it go. Now, where where my issue was with that play and what I learned is that I should not have handled it that way because it was a younger official. I'm a veteran official, and I believe I talked him into that call. And I didn't want to talk him into that call. Right. I wanted to get information because I wanted to get the call right. And ultimately... I should have, you know, and we talked to him later in the locker room and I said, you know what? I don't know would have been an appropriate answer. And I think what he was, I think I intimidated him because I think Mm -hmm. he's like, I need to know you're asking me, I need to say yes or no. And I'm going to say yes. And we said, I don't know would have been an appropriate answer or I didn't get a good look at it or it was close. Any one of those answers, we would have just let it go. But when he said, no, it was a forward pass. And we asked him three times. We're going, well, we got to call it then. And, mm-hmm. and so that's where I like, I would have handled that a little differently next time. I mean, not that, not that we wouldn't have called it. That's not what I'm saying. If, if it was truly a forward pass and it was, then that's fine. But how I approach that younger new official who's on his first or second varsity game and, and maybe intimidated by, you know, the, the, the veteran status or whatever, I would have handled that a lot differently. And I did learn from it. And ultimately, like I said, it's a trick play. So you better not, you know, it's gotta be a 100%. And if it's not, and then any benefit of the doubt's going to go in, in that, in the not legal fa- favor, but still right. it was one of those where I learned from it. We all learned from it. And next time going to handle it differently. Sure. Sure. 
So uh, I do have a question about that, and, and I, I want to challenge you on something real sure. quick. Not not to say you got it wrong. I just I'm curious. So a, as the play is developing, you think that it's probably two forward passes in your mind from what you were describing. You weren't sure, but you think it was. I think would 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 it, would it have been better game management wise for you to have dropped your flag and then gone back and picked it up if need be, as opposed to the other way, which is a very late flag. So it's so funny you talk about late flag. We actually we talk about that in uh, the Lamania video this this year about late flag. Mm-hmm. You know, late flag is that's like oh, it's such a late flag. Well, actually, I don't think a late flag is a is a bad thing. And the reason is is that why didn't I throw my flag was because I'm only going to throw my flag when I'm a hundred percent sure. I'm not okay. going to throw my flag if I think, but what I will do in the, how I handle it like that in that situation is I'll stop everything. Don't let's, let's, let's talk about this first before we, we move anything or go up touchdown because I want to get that information. And I, to me, it's no different than an intentional grounding quarterback rolls out and he gets laid out and he throws the ball away as a referee. You're not looking up. You're looking at that quarterback. You're going to make sure that there's nothing crazy going on there. And, and, by the time you look up, everything's done. There better be one of two things happening. You either better have a wing that's pointing at an eligible receiver or that wing better be coming to you or a back judge or whatever saying there is no receiver in the area. And that think about that. That can take a while for that sure. to happen. And then now you drop your flag and everyone's like, what do you mean? Oh, I can't believe it. Well, because you got that in, you stopped everything. You got that that information. So from a game management standpoint, to your, your question specifically, I personally, I see a call, I, I make a call. You know, it's one of those, I don't throw it unless I see it and know it for sure. And Okay, and, so and yeah. so to, to, to that point, you you weren't convinced in your mind that it was, it was a forward pass. So if you had not gone and gotten additional information, you were willing to let it go. Absolutely. As, as a, a good play. Absolutely. So, and, and, and that's absolutely fine. I think what I've done in the past is, I've gotten to where I don't, I've gotten to where I didn't throw a flag on something I thought was questionable, came in and asked about it. And I got challenged on, well, if you thought that drop the flag and we can always pick it up. And, and I think your, your point about intentional grounding is great because I think it's the exception that proves the rule is I think everybody knows that a late flag for intentional grounding is, is normal because it's one of those things where you want to get everybody together. Whereas on those other situations, you've got a touchdown in, in the situation you described with no flag on the field. So everybody, everybody's ready to go. They, they think it's great. Where, uh, uh, whereas a flag on the field, everybody would have been like, well, let's see what this flag's all for. So I, if, if what you're saying is in your mind, it was a legal pass, then absolutely. I completely understand why you didn't, uh, why you didn't throw it. And that's a great, that's a great point because in my mind, going back to, you know, learning from what happened the year prior, I wasn't sure. And, and the only reason I asked is because going back to, that was a new guy. And I'm wondering if he saw it, did he not have the guts to throw it? And, and I need to get that information because if you had it as a forward pass looking from the back, cause sometimes we get a better view from it from the mm-hmm. backside. If mm-hmm. you had it as a forward pass, then maybe I need to say, you need to throw your flag. I, you notice I told him to throw his flag. I didn't throw mine. Now that wasn't a cop out. That was because he told me he had it as a forward pass a hundred percent. Well, if you're at 100% and I'm at 50%, 
I'm not going to throw my flag at 50%, but if you're at 100%, you better throw your flag because by rule, we've got two forward passes then. And that's sure. why I, I made him do it because he's the one who said I had a hundred, I was a hundred percent going back to what I was saying earlier. If he just would have said, uh, if we, we just would have got a little bit of what, you know, him wavering or something, we said, I would have been like, let it go. We're going to just, we'll eat this one. If we, we miss it, we miss it. We're going to eat it because I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I'm not going to bring this one back. I'm not going to throw my flag real quick. Sure. I, I want to go to another play that happened to me. Mm-hmm. The same week, it was in a Division One football game, and it was crazy. It was a, um, it was a uh, fumble that was. I mean, it was. You want to talk about bang bang? The fumble was bang bang. It was my call away. I ended up getting that one right. The defense picks up the ball at the five yard line and turns and runs the other way, and it's going to be run Johnny run. We got to we got to return for a touchdown. As I'm running out out of the corner of my eye, I see one of the now new offensive players who was just a defense come from the side and it looks like he just either clips or takes a guy out below the waist. And even in college and any chance of possession, you can't have any blocks below the waist. So I sure. see it out of the corner of my eye, but I don't catch, I catch most of it, but I don't catch the whole thing. So yep. I'm like, that's a safety foul. So that's the difference. You know, safety foul is a different foul. I'm like, that's a safety foul. I caught most of it. I'm going to drop my flag on this one. And then we're going to get information because that's a safety foul. And I don't want to sure. miss a safety foul. So I drop my flag and I'm running, but all the way down, I'm like, I'm going to check on this. I'm going to check on this. So I come back and there's, there's a second flag on the ground. I thought it was a side judge. It ended up being the umpires. And we all talked about it. And the, and the umpire who was looking from the inside out said it was a, says it was a block below the waist. So, okay, fine. I look at the film that night of the, there was a one copy that was like a, a streaming version. I was able to go look at it. And from the side shot, I'm like, oh yeah, I got, I nailed that. That was a block below the waist. Well, about two days later, I get the coach's copy and the coach's copy has the side shot, but it also has the end zone shot. And the end zone shot shows a completely different block. It shows that this player, I don't know how he did it. He somehow got his head up in the like chest stomach area and and came down to make that block it was amazing from an athletic standpoint it was amazing but from but i did it on mib 10 line i showed everybody the the whole panel only showed them the side view i said how many people have this as a block below the waist and almost everybody said they did from the side shot that was what how i was looking at it but you show them the other angle and now that is not a block below the waist that was a good good block and and so you, you look at the, the two, the two uh, to compare the two and why I might have thrown a flag in that situation and not the other one was because one where it is, we had a safety foul and I saw most of it. And this one wasn't a safety foul. So I don't want to interject if it's not a safety foul. But I think you understand, you can, you can see the difference. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that's, that's, that's been it's been great talking to you again, Tim. It, the, the, these plays are, are are instructive, and and this is this is very much what you, what you get from MIBT online every week is is these plays that you can learn from and 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 hash out all the different things we got to think about when we're seeing it. So, again, I I thank you for for joining me this week. Um, where so everybody can see can join MIBT online at mibtonline.com, Correct. Correct. That is correct. And then the Twitter handle is at officially speak. Correct. That's, Correct. that's where all, all right. our stuff. Well, like I said, we have the play of the week that you can, 
Uh, we call it the play of the month now because <laughs> we're only meeting once a month in the off season. But then once we hit the once we hit the uh, preseason meetings, it's every week. There's a play of the week. We we put up a poll on Twitter and try to get as many people to participate as possible. Sure, sure. Well, thanks again, Tim, for joining. Um, it, it's been great, and uh, I will I will certainly be catching uh, uh, the the monthly meetings on MIBT online. Well, thanks again for having me, Don. Look forward to it. All right. See. You. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.